From the beginning, we started Everyday Driver to help people find cars they will love. Commuting is a chore, but driving should be fun. If you like to drive, then there are cars where your budget, needs, and fun all intersect, and we want to help you find them. I'm Paul. I'm Todd, and this is the Everyday Driver Car Debate. So we just flew in last night from this shoot. Man, we had yeah. four cars. You know, this was a shoot that uh, I don't think we've had four cars on set besides the Porsche piece. Really, You're just right. the Porsche You're piece. Right. You know that? Mm-hmm. I we don't have think- never done a car. We've never done a shoot as big as the one we just finished. You're absolutely right. We just finished up four cars. It was all around the, uh, the EcoBoost Mustang, four-cylinder Mustang. We're excited for this piece because it was the Mustang <laughs> yeah. versus the FRS, the WRX, and the Fiesta ST, cars that have been lauded by us and others that are all available for that mid-20s range to high 30s. I mean, mid-20s to, to high-20s, $30,000 range. What a shoot, man. Man, thanks to Ford for lending us this press car. This was a pretty loaded-up Mustang EcoBoost with uh, a pretty high price point, and uh, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of fun to drive. I mean, it was something mm-hmm. that I've been looking forward to doing, and something else we've been talking about here is doesn't seem like anybody else is really putting these cars together on camera. You know that? Just doesn't well, seem a lot that of people have a lot of people have asked specifically, you guys have asked our channel about, hey, EcoBoost Mustang versus FRS. But at the same time, that FRS, while being lauded by us and others, you know, that twenty-five to $30,000 price point, that is a hard place to drop a car right now, an enthusiast car. Yeah, There's really a lot is. of good competition. Yeah. So we chose those three. That piece is coming out in about a month. We're very excited about it. But between now and then, you guys have probably already heard this, we, Everyday Driver, a little tiny us, pretty much Paul and I and a couple of other guys behind the scenes are doing weekly content, <laughs> and we're going big with it, too. Yeah. You know, uh, while we were on the shoot, we actually shot a video that will be released when we release month or sorry, weekly content next mm-hmm. month. On the 14th, so yeah. we're recording yeah. this uh, late April. So being released middle of May. And uh, 14th, so we shot yeah. this video just to announce this. But we wanted to talk mm-hmm. a little bit about on the podcast, and that is weekly content with a series called Fast Blast. And this is a series yeah. where we've got all kinds of cars that we've never really known where to put. You know, people will call us and say, or, you know, email, say, you know, I've got yeah. such and such a yeah, car. Yeah. And we think, all right, well, that's really cool. It's 700 million horsepower and <laughs> we don't know what to do with it, but we'd love to drive it. We really don't have a spot for it, it until yeah. now. Yeah. So this is we called do. Fast right. Blast, which means yep. a standalone review it's a quicker review, but it's the same high-quality content content that you still the know two us, of us for. Yep. And, still uh, the two of us, still shot the same way. Yep. yep. I, I will say – And we've got – Sorry. I, I will say uh, if you've got a car, if uh, this conversation is getting you thinking about, well, maybe I've got a car that these guys could review, EverydayDriverTV mm-hmm. mm-hmm. at gmail.com or Facebook. Yeah, probably Facebook may be the better venue for that. Be, be, join our Facebook page, like that page, send it to us that way. We'll probably get most of our requests that way. But you're right, we're going to do these fast blasts. But I want to I want to talk for a second. We're going to keep doing these big comparisons. I mean, this big four-car thing we just came back from, that's yeah. because we're going to keep doing those new car comparisons. I mean, we find that to be something we found a good niche for. We're putting in comparisons not everybody is doing. I mean, we just released our Golf R STI piece, and that's actually kind of a rare video, much to our surprise. So we're going to mm-hmm. keep doing those. 
But these fast flash, you're right, that's going to allow us to do stuff we've never touched before. It also allows us to be at car shows and be like, wow, that's a cool car. And then get it on camera, which is very exciting. We've got a lot of these already into post. We tried to backlog the content. We've got three or four cars coming up that literally, for me personally, are cars I've always wanted to drive and we've never had a place to put them. And yet they've got them on our shoot calendar now. It's Honestly, it's very exciting. And we're mixing in, you know, we talked about uh, the fact that my wife and I, to my complete astonishment, now own a Porsche Cayenne. We have a 2010 Porsche Cayenne, the base V6 that we got for a screening deal. That's still, yeah, that's awesome. And so we're going to start doing long term ownership reviews, and that's one of the cars we're going to do that with. Also, Paul and I are both shopping for other things. We're just in a car change up world right now, and those will get long terms as well. This will be the kind of content we do to be every single week, but we're still doing a feature film this year that is in pre-pro right now and it's going to be monstrous we are we are swinging for the fences and it's either going to be awesome (laughs) it's either going to be awesome or one of us is going to drop dead it's going to go one of those two ways or both of us i mean man possibly yeah just with the some of the stuff we've got lined up we're looking at each other thinking all right that's a lot that's actually more than we've Mm -hmm. ever tried Mm -hmm. to accomplish and this year we're adding the weekly content I'm glad you said yep. that because we're continuing with our normal comparisons. So that yeah. is yeah. a constant. That is a mainstay. The Fast Blast is in addition to. The feature film mm-hmm. is in mm-hmm. addition to. And yeah. Yeah, hopefully yeah. some other fun stuff that I'm trying to cook up. I'm not going to say, but I'm trying to cook this up. It, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But uh, so if, if we can do half, if we can do <laughs> half what we've talked just, about. Just listen. Oh, yeah. If we can do half things. of what we've talked about. We're going to have our biggest year ever. And that's, oh. that's, that's actually kind of almost ignoring the fact that we're going weekly. So thank you guys yeah. so much for being viewers. Thank you for being listeners. So, I mean, it really means every Tuesday, podcast, every Thursday, video. There'll be a ton of stuff coming. If you are not subscribed to the uh, the YouTube channel, please do so. If you have friends that you think kind of watch video content or kind of interested in cars, Please get them to subscribe. Stay with us here on the podcast. I Honestly, there's so much stuff coming. We don't want you to miss it. Yep. That's excellent. Uh, well, we've also got a couple of car debates for today's podcast. This yeah, is yeah. Uh, also the mainstay, but we just wanted to talk about that uh, the fun stuff up front. So uh, these car well, debates I, honestly, are, are interesting. I'm glad you picked them. They, they are, but at the same time, I, I kind of have to get stuck for a second. I, I still can't believe we pulled off that four-car shoot, and it was so fascinating <laughs> To drive those four cars against was the EcoBoost Mustang, the FRS, the WRX, and the Fiesta ST. And the thing is, we drove all those cars on one of our favorite roads. It is a, it is a it is a road that has half of it is really fast, another half of it is really tight. And we drove those cars quick. And the crazy <laughs> yeah, thing is, every time I jump into a new one, I just kept having the same thought, and that is, what an amazing time to have roughly thirty grand to spend on a performance car. I mean, obviously, we talk about used cars. We'll talk about used cars tonight on these car debates. But if you have twenty-five to thirty grand to spend, you have really solid new choices. Let alone the used choices. Yeah. It's really a cool time to be chasing a full-on enthusiast car, and I I can't wait to share that one. That's going to be fun. Oh yeah, I agree. Loads of options. That is not the first car debate, though. The first car debate that we're talking about is it comes from John in Pennsylvania. And I like yep. this again because he's not looking for himself. He's mm-hmm, looking mm-hmm. for a car for his girlfriend, Katie, who drives yep. an 09 Saturn Aura. And I'm so thrilled to hear that she's shopping for a new car. I can't even tell you. If you could help her <laughs> film the video of you guys giving it a Viking burial and setting it aflame. And, easy. You know, easy there. Giving it a proper send-off. 
put that on YouTube. We'd love to watch it. <laughs> so, what, so what you're saying is you want to see cruise control down the highway at, at, or down, down a back road at 40 while, while John stands off to the side with the flaming arrow and sees if he can hit the car from a distance. That's what we're talking about? Yeah, that would be impressive. And, and you know what? To be honest, that would get watched, I have to say. It's like who knew Saturn Auras had autonomous driving built in? Hey, look. Exactly. Just put a brick hey, on the gas know. pedal and ghost ride it off a cliff. <laughs> autonomous terrible. driving for Saturns. Yes. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> We're going to make the news for recommending Viking burials for your car. Anyway, keep going. Sorry. Oh, man. All right, John. So you're looking for this this replacement for the Saturn. Thrilled to hear that. She needs a new yep. daily driver. And uh, both John and Katie are in, in their mid-20s, and they're acknowledging now that it's maybe a good time to not focus on things that are so practical. But yeah. they've yeah, got yeah. practical needs, especially Katie. She's c- commuting mm-hmm. not that far. Uh, some highway miles, you know, doing some road trips, but she's got a dog, 50-pound dog. Todd, you're yep. – how big is Sierra? She's, uh, what, 50 she's, pounds? She's about that. Okay. Yeah, so she's that about gives that. Me she's a big idea. girl. So it's – yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. So your dog's about this 50 is, this pounds. Is not, this is not one of those dog accessories. This is not a fit-in-your-purse dog. Right. This is a dog that can that can rule the back seat depending on what kind of passenger it is. <laughs> and if it's anything like my dog, when you leave the car, suddenly acts like it's time to be in the driver's seat and sits there in the driver's seat waiting for you to come back. So, yeah. Uh, lesson, lesson to you if you ever do that. If this occurs, because it's occurred to me many times, if this occurs, figure out some sort of way, unless, of course, you've tethered your dog to begin with, which might be smart, but figure <laughs> right, out a way to keep right. your dog in the back seat. If you happen to take them on a muddy hike i've had that mistake come back and come back to the car and been like really but anyway <laughs> all right so what are you shopping for here uh john you're listing the mini cooper the vw beetle and the jetta tdi that diesel because mm-hmm. of the thirteen thousand dollar budget cap thirteen thousand dollar budget but here's the thing i think is interesting about what what uh, we're talking about for katie is that she's not an enthusiast but she wants and let's be honest if you're not an enthusiast female driver kind of interested in what you drive what is your criteria well it's katie's criteria you want it to be cute you want to look at your car and be mm-hmm. like that's a cute car yeah. i like that car that's her requirement so i think the cute thing is an interesting place that kind of focuses that this and once i read that then i read mini cooper vw beetle and i go of course those are the options huh? the jetta tdi is a little bit of a curveball but it's not i mean it's it's a perfectly fine normal looking car but the tdi is the attractive thing there thirteen thousand dollar budget i do like this uh, but what's interesting about what John has said is John is worried about the things she likes because it's two Volkswagens, which he's worried about long-term reliability, especially buying one for thirteen grand. He's just yeah. worried about upkeep costs, and he's saying, hey, guys, I can do basic stuff. I'm no mechanic. So he's worried about that. And then he has read, and I hate to say it, we talked about brand reliability a few weeks ago. He has read the horror stories on reliability for the minis, and I hate to say that, but those uh, those <laughs> – that reputation does exist for a reason. There are exceptions. We drove an exception. We drove a Mini Cooper that was already like eight years old when we drove it, and it was it was perfect. It was perfect. So it happens, but percentage-wise, those have not been overly reliable cars, so it is something to at least be cautious of. So John's going, all right, guys, I need cute. I need this budget level. Help me out. Where are you, Paul? Interesting thoughts here. I Definitely. I'm, I'm thinking about the usual suspects, John, and the stuff that I start out thinking about is anything Hyundai, like an Elantra or something. Okay, mm-hmm. that, that could mm-hmm. work. Then I think really cute, and I land on the Fiat 500. You know, that could work yeah, too. Yeah, but it's just yeah, okay. it's just right. screams cute. Then it does. I thought, it does. All right, what are the usual suspects like Mazda? Yes, it sounds like 
She wants an automatic. She doesn't know. But she's open. She's open to learning to drive stick, which I think is interesting. I think that is interesting. I mean, here's the thing. I I I hear on Fiat 500. Yes, you could probably get one for this price point. I I don't know that that's actually going to be any more reliable than the Mini. It might be, but I say go drive one. Um, I you know we were not. I'll, I'll be honest. We were not fans. We were not fans of the non-enthusiast version of that car. That wasn't yeah, the Abarth. Right. We were like, really? But <laughs> right. but we're not talking about an enthusiast car here. And right. you're right. That does scream cute. She might enjoy it. That's, that's an interesting. I hadn't thought of that, but that may work. Uh, you know, I, I thought of the MX-5. You know, you could possibly land on that. But then you got to add the dog equation back in. So that wouldn't Yeah, really I think work. that's bad for dog. Yeah, yeah. So then I think things like the Ford Focus, maybe a Kia Soul... I even went to the place of how about an 07 Audi A4 with, you know, 60,000 miles, something like that. But you know mm, what? I've got maybe, to f- but I've got to throw liability. all those out. And here's Uh-oh. why. Okay. I think I'm going to try to convince you, John. I'm I'm going to do my Uh-oh. best here because this is Uh-oh. my wild card, but hopefully just hear me out with my logic here. It's Italian. Hmm. What? <laughs> I what? kid, I kid. Well, it is, but it is a brand new 2015 Jeep Renegade. Here's why. Interesting. They, they start at eighteen grand. Well, they start at eighteen thousand dollars. Now I know that's five grand more than we're talking about, but here's the yeah, thing. Yeah, that, that, that's wickedly out of the budget. But keep going. Here's the thing. She doesn't have a large commute. John says she's got a True. twenty mile. I think one way. I so think 40, I know where you're. You know, I think I know where you're going. Keep going. Miles Keep a going. Day. Yeah, all right. All right. Maybe a few road trips. She needs space for a dog. It's cute. Mm-hmm. On the website, mm-hmm. it says you could lease one for 229 bucks a month, which means Fair point. you probably the wouldn't, lease, go, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. wouldn't go over the 10,000-mile cap or, okay, bump it up to the 12,000-mile a year if you're concerned. Yeah, I see where you're going. Plenty I see where of you're space going. for doggy in the back. It's cute. Yeah. And here's the biggest reason, John. It has modern conveniences like this Uconnect system that I like in my Jeep Grand Cherokee, like hands-free sure. yeah. calling, yeah, yeah. the mm-hmm. iPod mm-hmm. Connect, Bluetooth, Sirius, GPS, all that stuff that we're used to and sort of kind of sure. need now. I can justify that stuff Become all day standard. long yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah, you can't get you. in a used whatever $13,000 car. And so if you're leasing this thing and just driving it normal like she would, I think you yeah. guys could have a bunch of adventures in that thing i could see the both of you having adventures taking the dog and you mm-hmm. wouldn't, i see where you're going she wouldn't go over the, going. the uh, price cap you're, and they're cool you're trying you're trying to put katie and john in a jeep commercial i mean you're, you're trying to make the yes. the young the young couple and their big dog take the jeep renegade places they never yes. imagined today on jeep <laughs> this week on the jeep channel yeah i hear you i That's hear where you're exactly going exactly what I, i'm trying to do you know what i i hadn't thought of that in chasing the lease option i think that is an interesting category i'm gonna play the counterpoint though and i know that's shocking okay all right i think 13 grand. All right, let's buy something. And if you're worried about that modern convenience, I'm going to go back to, you know what? Get on Crutchfield and dig for stuff that will fit in your car. It doesn't mean you buy it from there. Maybe you research there and go Amazon, but dig for some sort of aftermarket stereo that can fit in your $13,000 car because at that point, you buy it for 13 or less, you put an aftermarket stereo in and it's not going to hurt the value. You do that to a $40,000 car, you can hurt the value. 13 is not going to matter. So find yourself a stereo that does what you need it to for an extra couple hundred bucks 
and you've caught up to technology if that's important to you. But you mentioned in passing the Kia Soul. I think it's in that Jeep Renegade world. It is, And I yeah. think you could get one. You could get one used. You could get it. I'm pretty sure they come manual or auto, if I'm not mistaken. You were a fan of that car, Paul. I think that is a decent option. Now, it, it's a polarizing style, but I think that's true of all the ones on my list. You're either going to find it cute or you're just going to go, nope, not interested at all. Right. I think the Kia all Soul right. is worthwhile. I think Definitely. the Hyundai Elantra has got to be considered because it's in that small car category that I think I, I have heard women before talk about – in fact, on the podcast you're talking about women that have, that have said, hey, what about the Elantra? It's an interesting, good-looking car, but if I'm going to go there, I'm going to go here. Hyundai Veloster. Okay, I like that. You could that. get one. I like you that. You could get one. Look, that is a totally polarizing style, but they are, I mean, you know what? I saw one a couple of this weekend we were in L.A., and I just, that's a car that turns my head. Not because I find it the most attractive car ever, but because it's just different and unique and cool looking. You may not like the style, but it's just, it's different. And because it's got that third door and a somewhat usable hatch, yes, you can put the dog in there. Going to get good gas mileage. Sure. I could see you that. get a lot of tech in that car. I think the Veloster is a good option. If you want to go more normal cars you could buy, I have to say Mazda 3. Okay. And I have, yeah. to say, yeah. I have to say Chevy Cruze. The Chevy Cruze Ooh, is, not an overly, it's not an overly cute car, but it is, a, it is an attractive, just kind of normal look. I mean, look, if you're considering the Jetta, consider the Cruze. Sure. I mean, it's not yeah. obviously the, yeah, the yeah. long-running diesel, but that, that cruise, you can get it with the turbo. You can get it with a manual. It's not going to set your hair on fire, but it is a solid across-the-board economy car from Chevy. They run well. Seriously consider the cruise. Those are my, that's my kind of short list for thirteen grand. and consider this. I kind of personally, of what I've listed, I like the Veloster the best because I think it does the style factor and the needs. But I think any of those are good, John. So think about that. Yeah, I, I – if you're purchasing, I because I, I was thinking about maintenance, and you don't want really anything mm -hmm. from Volkswagen. Notice we didn't list anything from VW, or Mini. Yeah, and I like well, you the know, a lot of is, stuff from Hyundai just because of the maintenance issues. The problem is not is less or the lack. reliability. Let's let's wipe let's wipe away uh, Volkswagen and Mini for reliability. It's less that than it is those brands matched to the thirteen thousand dollar price point. My concern with those two, if you were saying thirty. I'd have all kinds of stuff from those brands on the table. I would say do it. But a $13,000 car has got to be one of those cars that kind of runs in spite of you. Yeah. You know, if it's oh, a yeah. car that requires maintenance to keep running and you buy it at thirteen grand, what is required to keep that car running? So I think that's the reason to stay away from those. Um, but uh, some of these, yeah, these, these long-running Asian brands, why not? Why not? And, of course, all of these options better than the Saturn. Yay! It's a win <laughs> for everyone. This, that's, that's not, it's not a big leap, but I take your point. <laughs> we should probably move on to Kevin. Kevin's writing to us from Spokane, and uh, he kind of wrote us a long thing about his history and the cars that he's liked. And he's now living in Spokane. He and, uh, he and his wife have got, what, they've got German Shepherds and two crossover vehicles, which is an interesting combination. So uh, they have a, is what has he got? He's got a... EcoBoost Escape, which I'm going to go on a tangent. You know, we just drove this EcoBoost Mustang. Yeah. Years ago, I was in a journalist, uh, you know, this this Motor Press Guild. They do these these speeches from various people in the industry. And whoever the product planner was for Ford, this is five years ago or more now. I remember him giving a speech, and he was so excited to tell you about this new thing Ford's doing. It's called EcoBoost. And I sat there the entire speech thinking, wait, 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 wait. Let me make sure I get this straight. You're just going to make turbos. <laughs> I mean, I, I, 
I love that they put I love that they put EcoBoost on everything. But folks, how how many decades do you want to go back? Just find cars with a turbo badge. That's all you're doing. You just gave it a different name that and got that funny. registered trademark and slapped it on the side of a car. I I am. Oh, Ford funny. is obsessed with telling you about their EcoBoost right now because that sounds recent and economical, and we're worried about the planet. Folks, these are turbos. So he's got the two-liter. I'm going to put it that way. He's got the two-liter turbo escape, and he likes it, and, oh I, and I agree. That, that's a solid car. He's got that car. He's also got a BMW X1. So they have two kind of midsize, small, five-seat SUVs. They like it for the snow. They like it for the dogs. However... He used to own a second-generation Mitsubishi Eclipse, and that is one of those cars. We all have them. We all have them. It's one of those cars that after you own it, you look back on it fondly. It's like the girl that got away, and she might not have even been that great, but you look back and you just go, oh, that was the best. (laughs) And he looks back on that Eclipse that way, and now he's looking around for a fun car, and he's wishing for a modern version of his Eclipse but what's cool is he's got about forty grand to spend, and part of that is a car allowance from his company. I like this a lot. You just don't see those eclipses anymore. You don't see those anywhere. You know that? They, yeah. Well, unfortunately, I mean, it's, I, I hate popular. to say it. It's the it's the sad demise of Mitsubishi because early yeah. on those eclipses were cool, and then they got cooler. They, they went too. to that crazy turboed all-wheel drive nutty madness yeah and from there that was like the pinnacle and then they just started to slide and they got worse and worse i hate to say it but it happened yeah interesting all right so kevin is looking at this car that i like and that is the bmw Mm. 228 we drove this car yep we've talked about it Uh a lot we loved it listen to our track review yeah kind of sniffing around these things too i mean they have caught my attention just because of the driving dynamics and uh the price you know just Mm -hmm. sitting there doing the uh you know build your own on bmw's website and so what kevin is asking for here is something that's quick and agile manual transmission Mm -hmm. but he wants something adult and here's the twist in here um he's got a car allowance and i'm guessing that's for his work yeah, which definitely. is great, yep. so he can bump up his uh, his price cap to forty ish. Mm-hmm. But yep. uh, which is great, fantastic. Which is really great, and so that also means he, I guess, is not allowed to use a car older than five years. So yeah, that yeah, yeah. you know, we're kind of looking something new ish, if not brand new, and that's why he's landing at two twenty eight. Which I think is yeah, a great and, and let's, suggestion, Kevin. Really, I do. And, and let's and let's kill the usual suspects here because he's done it. I mean, he drove a BRZ, was really excited about it, drove it, went not enough power and not a nice right. enough interior, so he threw that out. He feels the same way about the WRX. I mean, these guys are out. He's landed on the 228i because he feels like it's an adult car. He has to drive places sometimes for clients. I don't know what Kevin does exactly, but he drives some places and I see clients. And he sometimes has to take clients like a lunch. So he wants it to feel like an adult car. He's in his 30s. He wants to have that car. And that's why he's landed on 228. And I have to say, I've mentioned this before, and I want a side note for a second. But it, but that 228, I think that is the enthusiast find in the BMW lineup right now. Oh, that yeah. is the size that I wish the 3 Series was. In fact, I was driving home today, and I drove for a while behind a 3 series and i you know i was i was thinking about something else and i was driving and looking around i wasn't really thinking specifically about the 3 series in front of me and all of a sudden it dawned on me the following dawned on me i was like that 3 series is as big as the 5 used to be 
I was just, and I just sat there behind <laughs> yeah, it for a while, just thinking. That's a great point. You know, I that? would, I would like to see the E thirty nine, that gorgeous nineties M five, that that great M five. I'd like to see that that driving along beside that three because I bet you they're about the same size. That's so a crazy thought. This this two twenty eight is the size the three series used to be. I mean, it's now more like the E forty six, that that Halo M three. It's about that size now, which is cool. It's chuckable. It's got a good engine. That's a really good option. So. I want to I want to back your play there, Kevin. I think that's a good idea. I've got a couple others though. So where are you on this? Do you? Uh, I've got a few suggestions here. I was reading along and I thought, oh well, what about getting a WRX STI and take the wing off? But he kind of felt, you know, maybe a little bit too boy racer about the WRX. So yeah, if that's the case. Not that thrilled about that. Maybe yep. not that thrilled. Yep. I mean, the, the STI is pretty hot. It is pretty fun, and it is. It, it, is, it is, but gonna, it's not. Do cartwheels down the road, so it will. But I, but I think for I think for what what he's looking at, honestly, I think Kevin can't pick a client up in that. I think that's not no. classy. Enough. No, it's not classy because enough. because I, I unfortunately, agree. look, look, we just did our our golf RSTI review, and and you know we we liked things about both cars. We we leaned toward the STI because it was just more of a laugh, and maybe that's not the right category, but it's certainly not the right category for Kevin. Because the right. STI, I have to, I hate to say it, as much as we both like it, and you like it even more than I do, but as much as we both like it, that's a car you have to explain. It just is. If you pick up a client in an STI, you have to go, so, so do you know what an STI is? Do you understand why I have it? And or then, and then they may think, they may think less of you. Rest. Tell them I'm only. Well, but do they this may once. think less of you. I don't know what Kevin does for a living. He may, True. he may undermine himself by driving an STI. I mean, look, <laughs> I am, I will acknowledge, I am far too old for all the cars that I like. Luckily, I have no one to impress, so I don't have to worry about it. But but that's the thing. The cars that I like, I am far nice. too old to drive any of them. And, and I see my parents and my in-laws going, you like what now? I get it. I see it. I just don't well, care. Yeah, but... So in Kevin's case, we, we're worried about it. And so let's let's chase that rabbit trail. All right. Well, I, I, uh, I hear what you're saying. I, I just thought maybe STI, but at least drive it, Kevin. At least just go have a ride sure. in it. Sure. And yeah. he suggested the EcoBoost Mustang, the Mustang Turbo, just as we talked mm-hmm. about at the top of mm-hmm. the podcast. I liked that car. And there is a level of sophistication in that Mustang now that has not previously been there, really, in terms of build well, quality I mean, and materials. It is. it is there. And now, don't get me wrong, it is a little bit bigger than kind of what he's probably looking for. But again, I think it's worth a test drive. Just as a, a it's benchmark a good, for seat time. He's brought it up. It's a good cross shop. He says he's got a Ford history, and so he just kind of is for, warm and fuzzy right. about Fords. Right. He obviously has an escape, so he's kind of intrigued by it in that regard. I think it's worth it in all of those categories. It It is – here's the thing. If you think about the BRZ FRS on one end of the scale and the BMW 228i on the other end of the scale as far as what looks like an adult car and what is nice inside, the EcoBoost hits almost the dead center between those two factors. Mm-hmm. So it it's not is. as nice as it's not as nice as the 228i and but it's yeah it's a nice little Mustang and nobody would nobody would question that. I can see that. That's not on my list but I can see it. Yeah. Kevin, if you want clients, if you want to get more clients, if you want your clients to ride with you every time you go to lunch, it is a Porsche Cayman. For 40 grand, you yeah. got to go drive a Cayman or a Cayman S. You have to think about it. You have to think about it. If you're driving got a got to hop in this car. I okay. I knew you'd go there, but I knew you'd <laughs> go there because it is the great thing that can't be ignored. I don't think it's necessarily yeah. the answer, 
But Kevin, it is part of the question. It's I think an you have. To, I think Paul's right. You have. It is an answer, and I think Paul's right. You need to go drive one because if you have forty grand, you really could get one. And that would work for clients. Depending on what you do, clients might think you're getting paid too much. But it can work for <laughs> yeah, clients. And, but you will love driving it. It's absolutely worth considering. I think that is a good call. That was on my list. It's not the only mm, thing, but okay. it's on my list. It's got to be considered. I think the 228 is in there. I think the Cayman is in there. The EcoBoost Mustang, drive it, but I don't like it as much as those other two. Keep going. All right. Well, there's something else on my list. Unfortunately, you cannot get it in a manual transmission. But the rest okay. of the car is good enough to consider... Even though it's only got a six-speed hmm. with paddles, this might be on your list too. Lexus IS250 or the 350. Depending on what you can afford yeah. and what you can find, both yeah. of us are impressed with that car. And that is a sophisticated car. That is now stepping yeah. up to a new level. And mm -hmm. that just speaks volumes about who you are, what you do. And you know, you're, you kind gotta, of, you're bringing the noise at that point. You know that? Here's the thing. Here's here's the thing. Honestly, Kevin, if you get that, you've got to get the F-Sport version. And I don't know pricing-wise how you're going to land. Maybe not. I, th I think the enthusiast in him is going to want the F-Sport version. I think there's no question there. I think you've, you've got to get the F-Sport. You'd have to go slightly used, like something off a year or two-year-old lease, if you could do that. Maybe. To, Maybe. to I, land I, on that $40,000 mark. I think the 350 F-Sport is above that kind of Maybe. I, I think you've got to really seriously consider getting the F-Sport. That makes it a worthwhile car. Yeah. The, this is now bigger than the 228. I mean, it just is. But it is, you know, that was a car that, that we felt like, you know, it, it, the comparison it was in, it actually won the comparison because one of those cars that I felt like got a 7 or 8 in everything, while the other cars in the test got a 10 for this and a 4 for this and that kind of thing. It's sure. just a solid car. I have to acknowledge that. And it will be reliable. Come on, that's Lexus's whole brand identity. Oh, yeah, so you yeah, can get yeah. a couple-year-old one of that. I'm sure whoever's giving you a car allowance wouldn't blink at a Lexus, and it'll run. That, that, I hadn't thought of that. That is a good thought. That is a good thought. I'm curious to know what's on your list, because I've got one more here that I think is a consideration, okay. but I'm curious to hear what else is on yours. Well, yeah, let me throw out a couple more. I, I, you, you said I, I used the, your uh, Subaru BRZ and your Scion FRS not liking them enough as a benchmark. If we're going to go Agile, because you've said you really want Agile, and that's where the Cayman works. Cayman does all those kind of things. 228 does those things. But if the, the BRZ and the FRS aren't nice enough, I thought, wait a minute, what about a 370Z? I used one of those. Now, mm. they are loud inside, mm. but they are classier inside. It is only a two-seat. They are classier inside. They have the grunt that you aren't getting in the BRZ FRS. You can find good used deals on them. They've got presence. They are fun to drive. On a back road, you will love that car. If that's not classy enough, then transition. Get the Infiniti G37 Coupe. That's an also that's also a very good choice. I like very that solid. Too. I mean, it, that's I that's the classier that. version of that 370Z. So the Infiniti G37 Coupe is a real consideration. And then I have to mention it because I feel like it's an elephant in the room thing: GTI or Golf R. Hmm. Okay. I mean, All right. it's no client on the planet is going to blink if you have one of those cars. They're going to think, "Oh, it's a very nice little Volkswagen. It's great. It, that's fine." If you get either one of them on a back road, you're going to have fun in it, no question. It does that dual personality thing like the 228i. It's just a different form factor. I would say either of those. If you can do the Golf R, do the Golf R. Yeah, it's, agreed. It's you know, got more power. It's got the all-wheel drive if you need it. You live in Spokane. You do that. Why not? I mean, you know, I think that's a really good thought. The thing about the interiors in the Volkswagens is they're nice enough to impress people because it's got that you know little bit of that Audi flavor in there. And so mm -hmm. it's classy mm -hmm. and nice enough that – the Subarus just won't have. 
And a lot yeah. of cars actually won't have. I'd say it even uh, Agreed. takes you know a little bit of uh, a step above the Mustang in terms of. I think just, it, no, I think it definitely you know, does. Classic, I think it tour, definitely does. good feel. You know, it's just a nice, solid car, and that might fall right in the sweet spot of. And you've you got know, hey, you've, you've spent got your an, money well, but you've made a good mm-hmm. choice here. You know, and you've got an X1 and a, and a, a Turbo Escape, and I don't know. Have put them side by side. I wouldn't be surprised if that Golf R or GTI has every bit as much space as your two SUVs, but a better form factor for fun driving. Yeah. Uh, my last choice here, I'm going to push hard okay. on your $40,000 price cap, Kevin. Uh-oh. I don't know if you can do this or not. It, it's just going to okay. depend. I'm going to push hard. You Uh-oh. can't ignore the M3. I'm worried. The E90 Series M3. I mean – The E90. Yeah, okay. Come All on. Right. I mean those right. are yeah, yeah, yeah. classy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello. That is – you're uh-huh. balling at that point. If you roll up in an M3 and you're taking clients in an M3 and you're going to love that car and you can find one and, like I said, I'm pushing above 40. I know that. But if you yeah. if you consider that, I, I don't know. That would be that would be hotness. Honestly, that would be Yeah, I mean, who knows what the, 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 the $40,000 version of an E90 Series M3, what is that uh, reliability-wise? I don't know. That I don't know That could be either. a bit of a dice it's roll. It's a higher mileage But I take your too. point. I take your point. You know what? You could get, you could get a four-door, and it would be even more of a sleeper. But I <laughs> yeah. think short of, short of a client who is car savvy, nobody's even going to know. You're going to have a blast when you can ring it out, and nobody's yeah. going to know otherwise. I think that is a good thought. I do like that. I do like that. Lots of choices. That was that was a lot of fun, yep. you know. I always like coming up with that this a, stuff. And that, uh, was a, that was a lot of cars digging that for stuff. Like, it was. It, we didn't try this, but it was like sit down and see how many manufacturers we could list tonight. My lord. Anyway, if you want to, <laughs> if you you have found us, by the way, congratulations. You're listening to the Everyday Driver Car Debate. If you didn't know that uh, now, thirty minutes later. Congratulations. Welcome. <laughs> there are lots of places to find us besides iTunes and oh, Stitcher or wherever you found us already. Obviously, we are sourced out of our great friend Chris Hayes over at Shout Engine. Does a great job yeah, thank you, sourcing Chris. us. Really appreciate if it. you want to do a podcast, I highly recommend Shout Engine. In fact, couldn't recommend them more. If you're looking to interact with us, I'm pr- I promise you guys, we read every comment. We read every YouTube uh, post. We read every Facebook, Twitter, email. You can find us. It is slash Everyday Driver wherever you are. If you're emailing us, don't forget TV, Everyday Driver TV at Gmail. We had somebody just write us this week that realized their original email went to the ether of Everyday Driver. Everyday Ew. Driver TV at Gmail. That's where to reach us to, to send us your car debate. If you're thinking about wanting your car on the show with one of these upcoming Fast Blasts, hit us up on Facebook. You can like our page there and send us a message there. And guess what? We do videos on YouTube coming every Thursday starting May 14th. So look for that as well. Yeah, weekly content. And, uh, you know, if you can, support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Everyday Driver. And all those funds are going to be going to producing this weekly content. We are biting mm-hmm. off Absolutely. a huge, yep, yep, yep. huge chunk. So help us yep. out. Support us. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Really appreciate it. And we'll talk to you next week.